Okay, this sounds like the name of one of my old bands. It's not. Experimental Windsock. I'm making an experimental windsock today to keep the wind out of the microphone. If it is an abject failure, you'll have to hear some annoying sounds. This is T-I-M-T. Tiffany Lee Brown, your friendly local tarot reader and astrologer. I'm here in Central Oregon. I encourage you to connect with me via my website at tiffanyleebrown.com or send me an email, burningtarot at gmail.com. Let me know how y'all are doing, how the readings are resonating with you. And by all means, buy yourself a reading. If you're here in Central Oregon, we can meet up in person. We can take our own nature walk, just like this podcast does every week. But it'll be all about you. And if you're not local, we can do a phone call or an audio file or whatever. So yeah, hi, I'm T. We're taking a walk out here into Chutes National Forest. But our tarot card for the week, I actually drew a few days ago, and I've been letting it percolate. I drew our card while I was on this crazy trip where I kept driving all around Oregon to see some of my favorite bands and see old friends and visit my family. And I was driving along the Mackenzie River. And you may recall, those of you who've been listening since this podcast began, at the beginning of, beginning, beginning of the pandemic, that summer I went with my wonderful family and went camping as we do every year, and we went to our favorite campground uh, along the Mackenzie River. There's a creek leading to the Mackenzie River, and usually I would spend most of the time hanging out with my parents and my uncle and my aunties and cousins and my young child would be hanging out with them, but I would be nearby And this time in 2020, I found myself instead compelled to stay in our own campsite and go in the creek. It's like a little branch of the Mackenzie River. And and I just couldn't stay away. I just had to immerse in nature and really be with the forest and really be with and in the water. I had a baptism a very conscious baptism process in the cold water. And my child was getting old enough that I felt comfortable leaving him at the other campsite. With the other adults, everything would be fine. I did tarot readings down there, gave one to my lovely auntie who was visiting, probably did one for you guys or one of, one of my burning tarot clients. And I was naked most of the time, too. I was just, like, naked in the forest, in the mud, in the river, completely immersing in this place and in nature. I felt completely compelled to do that. I wrote in my journal, found this later, I wrote that the forest seemed very tired. I remember thinking that the forest seemed like it wanted to burn like it needed to burn. 
And this I thought was, you know, kind of sacrilegious and awful. <laughs> like, how could I even say that? This is one of our favorite spots in the whole of the Willamette National Forest. This is a place where I grow, grew up coming. And there's all this uh, old growth nature trail, beautiful ancient trees. But that's how it felt to me then. It wanted to burn down. So it did. So it did. And we had a Burning Tarot, you know, podcast from that spot. I posted a water meditation video that was filmed at that spot. And a few months later, it did burn. It was part of the Holiday Farm fire. There were several huge fires that summer that completely changed our landscape. For those of us who grew up around here and those of us who live here now, it was really devastating. So then sometime, I guess, last year, uh, the child and I clambered into the devastated campground and made a little visit. And we did a Burning Tarot podcast at that time, too. Standing at the same spot on the banks of the river of that creek. But now all the trees are burned down. You know, places I've been over and over and over throughout my life, barely recognizable. And, um, and I drew a card, and what do you suppose it was? Well, silly, it was death. Of course it was death. Death, the great card of transformation. And by then, things were starting to transform. You could see new growth coming up from the ground. Even as you're, like, taking in the full devastation of burned old growth trees, etc. Bridges that we used to cross, gone. Just the metal iron parts left behind. Steel, probably. So we kind of have a follow-up this time to all of that. I was driving down that same river. Now I've grown more accustomed to making that drive to visit elderly relatives and friends and such. And it's a huge burn that went for many miles. And I decided to stop at a place called Finn Rock. And that's where I wanted to draw our card. And all around the area, Blue River, Oregon, Finn Rock area, further into Springfield, Oregon, what you can see at this point is not just natural, you know, if we want to separate human from nature, which maybe isn't a great idea, but you see some natural regrowth, the forest regrowing, new plants that normally can't get enough sunlight to grow because they're under a bunch of trees, they're growing. It still looks you know, crazy, devastated, miles and miles and miles of mountains covered with burned trees. But there's growth. And the humans have really been busy. So we're like two and a half years in now. And I realized along my drive that um, while there's still a lot of people living in RVs, packed in random places, there's a lot more structures now. There's been some very serious rebuilding going on in that area along the Mackenzie River. People have homes again. And at Finn Rock, there's a spot there 
uh, that had a structure, and it's been a series of different restaurants over the years, and they always fail. It's one of those like doomed, failed restaurant spots like you'll see in a certain city. They'll be like, oh, there's this one corner where whatever restaurant goes in there it really doesn't last very long, a couple of years. Well, out here in the middle of nowhere of Finn Rock seems like such a great spot to have somewhere for people to stop while they're driving. But it's actually cursed. There was a murder there. Uh, maybe back when the spot was more of a house. I'm trying to remember. And it was like an in, a murder, I think, from within a family that was living there or running the restaurant. Anyway, that burned in the fire, too. It's gone. So what's there at Finrock now? Well, it's a bunch of two-by-fours and some cinder blocks or maybe a little bit of poured cement. And what it looks like they're building is probably one of those little coffee huts, like a little drive through coffee place with a nice little roof so that if you were stopping to pick up your coffee and leaning over to chat with the person working there, your barista, you would be out of the rain or out of the sunshine in that moment. So it's just a skeleton of something new that's being built. And the reason I bring up all this building is that our card this week, our card pulled along the Mackenzie River amid blackened, burned tree stumps and bright bursts of green of new growth. Our card is the Eight of Coins, also known as the Eight of Pentacles. And that's what that card is. That card is about working. And I think in this case, with this context, right, of we've had our beautiful Page of Cups moment along the Mackenzie and our water meditation to go with it. We've had a giant fire completely transforming everything. We've had the death card telling us, look, death is real. Transformation, burning all the shit down is real. We have to expect it. It's not some anomaly. It's normal. <laughs> it's normal for things to change. And I'm a Taurus, but sun sign is Taurus, so I know how hard it can be to deal with that reality. Taurus are not great at coping with the change, right? It's a fixed earth sign. But it's nice to be reminded in such a jolting way that this is not anomalous, it's not even bad. It may cause us grief, but it's real. It's going to happen, and we should be, we could embrace it in some ways, or we should at least give ourselves kind of a break by being in a state of expectation, of not being shocked when something changes. And so we're going through that process, and when we come out of the death part, well, what then, then what happens? We rebuild the houses. We see the new growth coming out of the ground. We pull the eight of coins because we're ready. We're working hard and the fates are aligning to make it even better and juicier for us to keep working hard. And in the case of the restaurant at Finn Rock, we've had an intense hot fire that has burned away a curse. That's my belief, roughly, at least for right now. 
And so rebuild. Rebuild the thing that you think will work for now. Coffee cart thing with a little overhang. That'll work in this spot. The restaurants never did great. Let's do something different. So a normal eight of coins in a different context might not imply rebuilding. If you're hearing footsteps again, that's because we're on the move again, you guys. Stomping through the forest. Um, In this context, I think we should focus on the idea of rebuilding. When we rebuild, and I think all of us are rebuilding from the pandemic. It's easy to pretend like, oh, that was a long time ago. But I think the effects are really still felt. It's hard to... In some ways, it's almost hard to remember what it was like because it was only a few years ago that it was so intense and everything was so radically changed. So I think a lot of the time we're maybe just kind of flying into the present uh, without, without necessarily processing what came before. So rebuilding is something that everyone needs to do sometimes in our lives particularly after a health disaster, a spate of grief. Maybe we're grieving a relationship that has gone, a person who has left this life. Um, Big changes such as work, having a baby, children graduating from college. You know, there's, there's these big markers in our lives that go on and and sometimes, you know, we, we have to rebuild. And we can decide to build the same old cursed restaurant again alongside the banks of our river. Or we can say, okay, uh, maybe I need to downsize. Maybe the coffee cart is the right idea for this spot. It gives us that opportunity. Maybe we just didn't have it in us to torch everything. Right? I mean, that's hard. I've sort of done it at different points in my life. Not sure I'd recommend it. Um, So sometimes nature comes along and devastates aspects of our lives or our everyday life. You know, the Eight of Coins really likes everyday life. The Eight of Coins, um, we're using the Smith Rider Weight Centennial Edition. Uh, It depicts somebody bending over a coin and they are using a hammer and chisel to carve a pentacle, excuse me, a pentacle shape onto the face of a big golden coin. And there are seven other coins around them and they are outside of the city, of the town. You can kind of see it in the background, but they've, they've stepped aside from the hubbub and the hustle and the bustle so that they can really concentrate on something. They can really do the work. There's a delight that we can take in that everydayness. And whatever our work is, it can provide us with this wonderful kind of transporting quality of focus. Eight of Coins lends a lot of support for that. Eight of Coins says, yeah, this is a great time to do that. And... Uh, it's a good time to spend a little, spend a little time 
by oneself working if that's possible. If your day job doesn't let you work in that way. This card isn't really trying to just be focused on your day job. It could be whatever practice it is that you do that absorbs you in such a way. Takes you out of yourself a little bit. So you're working on something that isn't you, isn't about you probably. Might be something. This could be your knitting, right? You're, you're knitting the blanket for your niece's daughter, right? That's this kind of literal hands-on craft work is definitely implied by this card. But it can also be you're working on your music. You're doing your spiritual practices. And the sacredness of the everyday, that really can be invoked by this state of absorption and focus. The great tarot writer uh, Rachel Pollack, who recently passed, um, she talks about that in, in her experience of the Eight of Coins. Uh, and she, she frames it in terms of the Kabbalistic aspects and the Tree of Life um, which I'm not, I don't know. I'm not that into bringing the Kabbalistic into everything. Um, I'm not Jewish, but I am married to a Jewish person. And, uh, I always kind of wonder why everybody kind of stole the Kabbalah <laughs> from the Jews. I don't know. That may be like old fashioned cultural appropriation thinking. Anyway, so I have done some work with Kabbalah and I prefer to separate that out from most of my tarot work. Anyway, so Rachel Pollock really explicitly liked to make it all about the Tree of Life and the Kabbalah. But even if you're not doing that, you can dig on how she focuses on the sacredness, that, that way that our spirit can become material through our work, through our handiwork. In this card, it's shown as actual hands. If you're not able to work literally with your hands, you might do uh, some other kind of work that's, that's similar. So if you can't play the guitar, for example, I have horrible tendonitis. I love songwriting on the guitar and playing the songs. Not that great of a guitarist, I must say, um, but it's very painful and I will pay for it. Like if I play guitar for an hour, my tendonitis will be all flared up for a few weeks so mostly I can't do it. So what does that mean? That means maybe I need to do something that's not literally hands-on when I'm making music. I need to um, kick a box to make a rhythmic noise instead of using my hands to beat a drum. And I need to sing more and strum less. So that's just an example. You don't want to get too caught up in like, oh my gosh, I have to make handiwork, but my arthritis hurts. Like, uh, the nice thing about hands-on... Well, hi, birds. Sorry to disturb you. Uh, the nice thing about that hands-on image with our Eight of Pentacles, Eight of Coins, um, is it shows us that we are this conduit to the earth. And in our particular civilization, we often express that through our hands. So the human body can do stuff, can make stuff, can connect to the earth, 
big connection with the earth. And our current culture is a little obsessed with the brain power aspect of things. That's the element of air. would correspond to the swords in the tarot. So sometimes we get trapped up there. And if you listen to Burning Tarot regularly, y'all know this, right? <laughs> That's why you're here. Uh, we're always going to be trying to pull things back to earth or recognize at least that we have a tendency to get caught up there in our heads, thinking and thinking and thinking. Eight of Coins says, bring this shit back to earth, you guys. Bring it all back to earth and love the earth. And whether or not you have the ability to literally garden, literally carve, literally play the lute, you know, you can use your body with your mind to connect with earth and to, uh, to make things that bring joy or are useful. You know, the suit of earth, the suit of coins, really likes stuff that's useful, the element of earth, right? So earth is very concerned with materialism, but it can be spirit channeled through earth. The spirit is what gives us enough to manifest. So when you hit these like really nice big coin cards, this is saying, do the work, do the rebuilding Maybe step back and be conscious about it a little bit. Don't overthink it, but recognize, huh, what have I been working on lately that's part of my rebuilding, rebuilding my society, making it better? Things that fell apart during the pandemic or things that kind of went to shit during whatever the heck, you know, I would say 2016 was a key point for many of us where we watched our country, those of us here in the U.S., but also we have a lot of UK listeners and y'all were, you know, we were doing Trump, you were doing Brexit. We all saw like massive change within our cultures and then the pandemic hit. So even if we're working on something that feels brand new right now, we might want to kind of think back to those key moments, 2016, 2020, and look at, huh, what, what got kind of broken or changed then? And maybe the seemingly brand new thing I'm doing right now is part of a larger trend in my life or in my community toward rebuilding, putting up that espresso stand that people really want to stop at while they're driving, you know, after the cursed restaurant has been burned down <laughs> you know, to a crisp by the Holiday Farm fire. Um... So we might look at projects we're already doing and say, what aspect of this is kind of rebuilding? Is remaking something from before, but rediscovering it anew? Or making it better? Or recognizing what kind of stuff we have to leave behind? What stuff we're better off, you know, cursed restaurant, burn that sucker down. You know, I'm going to cry about the old growth forest there probably for the rest of my life. But some other stuff got burned down too. A lot of the forest there that burned down um, was not old growth. It was planted. Trees that were planted on our national forests, um, which are basically tree farms for the timber industry. Don't kid yourself. 
That's what they are. That's what I'm walking in right now. And that style of planting, jamming too many trees close together, not allowing natural fires to come through or not allowing the tribal fires to clear stuff out, you know, led to a completely different environment, totally different world out there in nature, right? Quote unquote nature (laughs) along the Mackenzie River. So a lot of what burned was just like white European settler version of forest. So it's, it's weird to think about. It's hard to think about uh, as someone who's descended mostly from white European settlers myself, but also from some Native Americans. Um, it's tricky to think about. And so I guess I'm encouraging us to, to take that metaphor when we're working with our eight of coins energy and say, you know, of all this stuff that has changed, you know, what are some things that maybe we needed to leave behind? We get to this through the actual work. I'm going to use the hands metaphor, though I've already made clear I don't believe in the ableism of that. You don't have to be literally using your hands to go, quote unquote, hands on. It's a freaking metaphor, okay? So if we're going to go hands-on with our work and we're going to allow ourselves the pleasure of just focusing on this thing and getting it done and maybe not listening to the news on the radio while we're doing our knitting, while we're doing our sculpture, really letting ourselves sink into the work, really making something, making. It's greatly pleasurable Like, look at little kids and even babies. You know, they're very busy people. You'll see them. They'll be, they'll find some blocks. They'll build a thing out of the blocks. They have this incredible level of absorption, most of them. And it's showing us, if you you watch a grandchild or someone doing this, see how the kids play with rocks at your local beach um, or sand. They're not just like, oh, I'm playing with sand. They're making something. They're making the sandcastle. No one cares that that sandcastle is going to get swept away by the sea. They might cry for two minutes about it, maybe two minutes, if they watch the wave come. But they might just holler and go, yay, because they get it. They're smart. They understand. Burn down the cursed restaurant, dude. Let's build a new thing. And they take it really freaking seriously. They're great fun to watch. So if you watch the kiddos, if you watch the fire, these things are trying to show us what we have within us. We each have potentially a, you know, sandcastle building, very busy, focused self that can get just, it can just be delighted by the act of building. Uh, Rachel Pollack also focuses on The fact that the eight of coins energy does not have to be about your end result. It's not about a product and how well that product sold and whether it's going to sell X number of units after you post a picture of it on Instagram. You're kind of, your eight of coins energy is more like what I would call trust the process or process over product. And those sayings about process are things that I came to through my interdisciplinary arts practice and my theater practice over the years and um, playing improvisational music. 
the uh, sort of divorcing the beauty of creation from some kind of assumption about your end product. About Oh, my song is going to sound just like this. We're going to perform it like that. You know, when you're playing improv, goodbye, all that shit's out the window. And it's frightening at first. It's really addictive because it's really super fun. It's just, uh, it, it enables me at least to be absolutely in the moment, whether there's an audience or not. I'm not just playing some canned thing for them. I'm being absolutely responsive to the moment and I'm making in the moment. So for me, that's just, I mean, that just gets me high. Now that I'm saying that, I'm like, I miss that. If any of you guys are playing improv in Central Oregon and, and you need a singer to sit in, you let me know. Uh, I mostly did all that work in Portland and Oakland. So yeah, we have this potential to really sink into the work. And while we're doing that work, even if that work is destined to be sold later or put in a showcase with other performers, or you know, maybe your work is more activist in nature. Not to say that you won't have a product that other people interact with, but this eight of coins energy is more about the fun part where you let that stuff go for half a second or half a day or a couple weeks. You sit there and be with the thing. You take pleasure in the sensory grounding aspects of making stuff, of um, canning up pickles, of knitting, of painting a painting, just to paint the painting. It may not be a saleable painting. And right now that's not really your job. Your job isn't to worry about what your, you know, gallerist thinks. Your job is to just be immersed and make and make for the pleasure of making and and really notice your body, what it's doing while you're making, how your body feels. If you can take this outside of the town walls and go out into nature and do some making or do some walking, dancing, meditating, things that will inspire you and then bring that back to your actual creative act. These are great ways to really get, get the max out of your, your eight of coins energy. And then just think about, well, how, how is this helping me rebuild? Rebuild after whatever I've suffered over the last few years. Just enjoy kind of gaining that perspective. Because I think that's what this particular eight of coins has in store for all of us uh, burning tarot peeps. The lovely handful that regularly listen. Uh, And a couple of you have also pulled this card in the last couple months in private readings. Um, Whether I'm pulling the cards for you or you've pulled the cards at home and then I interpret them for you. Um, So I guess this is just a theme for us. Our little Burning Tarot crew. Well... It's nice out here in the forest. I'm going to wander until I get to the stream, which is still running. I hope you enjoyed our trek through rebuilding the Mackenzie River and the Eight of Coins. Please get in touch if you have comments or you think this resonates with your life in some way. I love the feedback. Burningtarot at gmail.com. Readings are available at tiffanyleebrown.com. Click on the shop link.
my friends. Have a lovely day. I'm going to remove my fake windsock. Scratchy, scratchy noises ensue. And, um, yeah, really enjoy making. Enjoy being and creating and getting manifesty, getting earthy with it. I am very pleased with the Eight of Pentacles, and I hope it brings pleasure to you as well.